0: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in through online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. I'm excited to welcome writer and director Alex Hanno to our program today. Alex is one of those individuals who's been able to identify what he loves and to be able to do it and be a part of some great projects along the way. One project that got a lot of buzz is one called Elephant. Also, he has other projects in the works like Served. We'll talk to him not only about the year that's been 2022, but also what it's been like for him to work with amazing people and bringing stories to life, being able to make people laugh, think, and even enjoy themselves along the way. Alex, thank you so much for the time today. Really do appreciate it.
1: Sarah, thanks for having me, and uh, what, a, what a great intro. I appreciate all that.
0: Oh, well, I, I appreciate you. So I want to, first of all, begin with where we are, because it's hard to believe. I mean, the year's over tomorrow, Alex, pretty much. It's, it is, it's hard yeah, to believe. I, I looked just, around and I thought...
1: Just my wife that.
0: Yeah, I mean, how is it midway through November already? But what has it been like for you? I know you've been crazy busy, but what has it been like for you to kind of reflect on this year and all the great things that's been coming your way?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a great question. And, and I, I really try at the beginning of every year, you know, I'm not much for, um, you know, commitments each year saying, okay, this is the, you know, resolution per se, but I do try to take some time at the beginning of each year and say, what what do I want to focus on? You know, what do I want to try to put out there um, in hopes of, of kind of getting stuff uh, or having stuff come back to me, so to speak. Um, and I did, a, did that at the beginning of this year and I, I p- kind of put some focuses out there. Um, and, you know, I think for, for, anyone in the arts um, specifically in film oftentimes it's about planting seeds and I've been doing that for the last few years and it was cool this year to to finally see some of these things come to fruition Um, and obviously I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit about that today but you know it's it's been a tough couple of years um, for anyone uh, who really for everyone I think but specifically for for people in the arts, who collaborate with other folks? I mean, filmmaking is an extremely collaborative process, and um, yeah. And for about two years, there was there was really no opportunity to do that. Um, especially, I work in the indie world, um, so for me, you know, I'm working on projects that don't have the same sort of budgets to allow for protocols to be followed, like they do with you know with larger TV or film projects. So it really meant um, a lot of a lot of alone time, writing, and, and kind of focusing on developing material so that. Um, as we've we've rebounded here, um, we can start to to get back to filming, and and that's finally what I've been able to do, which is wonderful. Um, so I'm, I'm super grateful that the I think things are starting to get on the right track, and uh, and and yeah, overall that some of these seeds that I've planted over the last few years are are starting to come to fruition.
0: Yeah, and, and to that point, Alex, I think as people hear you talk, I mean, I think the creative community in particular, it's been kind of fascinating to me, especially over the past now almost three years, that it's almost been a dual thing. I think you know, we have needed the creative community uh, to kind of help us deal with mm. the craziness of the world. But I think the creative community definitely has needed us too to, you know, to not feel so isolated, not to feel so alone and left out. So I want to ask you this. When did you realize that this was the world that you were meant to be a part of? When did you know that storytelling in some form was something that you wanted to do?
1: it's you know it's it's a great question and and i have a i would say a 50 percent cliche answer um i i always knew i wanted to be a writer it was um you know my my parents i am super grateful for them they were both teachers um and you know they they read stories to me every night growing up and i kind of i was hooked very early on i was a big reader i read a lot of fantasy novels Um, and so for me that was that was kind of always the path um but uh I was never into film. I my parents were not big movie watchers and and so I really wasn't exposed to that until I got to school, um, which was a place called Tufts in the, the outside of just outside of Boston. And um which also is not a, a big film school, but um I was fortunate. I worked at a, a library there on on the school uh, campus and I just started renting movies. I would rent films at the library, and take them out and watch them and uh from there i ended up stumbling into a screenwriting class and it was it was like my eyes opened overnight i saw for for those people who know screenwriting is a really specific format um in some ways it can be very limiting um because it's it's very structured in other ways that can be freeing because you kind of have um you got to stay within the margins um, but if you can do that you then have a lot of opportunity to play rather than narrative writing When you're looking at books or stor- short stories. You can do anything, you know, there, there really are no rules. Um, and so when I found screenwriting, it was it was eye-opening because it realized, I realized that's how I had always been meant to write. I just didn't know that format existed. Um, and then I was fortunate. I, I shot a short film while I was in college, and that was infectious, um, just being able to bring my writing to life. And after that, it was a terrible short film, but uh, but a lot of fun. And after that, it kind of was everything tied together, and I, I set my, my sights on L.A., and I haven't looked back since.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, then, I have to ask you this question, Alex. What gave you the courage to do it? Because, you know, I think for all of us creatives out there, we we know what we want to do, but it's the doing that is always the challenge. And a lot of times, like you know, myself being based in Mississippi, that could easily have been an excuse, well, I don't know anyone who does mm-hmm. this in Mississippi, so I'm not going to be able to do this. What What gave you the courage to say, I'm going to go for it, not knowing what the result was going to be?
1: You know, I, the, again, two parts to that. Um, I think number one is is not knowing what you don't know. Um, I don't know the, if that's grammatically correct there, but uh, it, I think that being a creative gets it almost gets harder the more you learn because you realize, um, how many barriers there are to entry and how many people are willing to say no and, and eager to say no and how many rules there are and, and, you know, cultural and social norms and it goes on and on. There's so much that wants to the out there that wants to kind of stymie your, your progress and your creative vision. Right. And when you're, when you're just starting out, you don't, you're not aware of this. Uh, For example, we might talk about elephants a little bit, but, um, you know, I I wrote and shot elephants going on, uh, I think we shot it in 2017. So going on five and a half years now and uh, that project in many ways, I mean, it was, it was a, a marathon, but it was many, many ways easier than a lot of things I've done since then, because I just didn't know any better. I didn't know, um, the, what I was doing wrong. I didn't know where I would fail. And so I just kind of dove in blindly and that's ultimately always been how I've gone about things. Um, cause I just, you know, I think about, uh, Jim Carrey had a, a speech one time at a college and he mentioned, I think it was a graduation speech, but he mentioned that essentially you can fail at uh at things that you love so why fail at something you don't love right and i've kind of always lived by that mentality um but the other side of that uh is is i'm aware that i'm extremely privileged i um i had great parents that i knew if anything ever happened to me if i came out to la and i landed on my face um that i'd be able to go back home and i would have some sort of support network and and so I'm super grateful for that but I also you know acknowledge that um that I had, I had a great kind of advantage in that sense I mean again they were they're both teachers um you know we lived in in um, you know the middle of Massachusetts um but uh at the end of the day it's I think it, it is a little bit easier to do when you know that there is some sort of uh, safety net there for you um but I often you know I was rarely thinking about that more it's just sort of Let's just jump and figure out what happens next. Because at the end of the day, it's – yeah, I I, I look back and I say, well, what else would I do? And the reality is I don't think I'm qualified for much more, so. Gotcha.
0: You you mentioned uh – Elephants, uh, Alex, and I referenced it in my intro, and so I noticed on the website, and we'll be giving that out a little bit later, um, I think it was one of the screenings, and people were, were sharing their thoughts about Elephants. Could you have imagined, as you mentioned, you know, this idea, this seed that, that was planted inside of you, um, that it would would impact viewers the way that it has?
1: You know, I think that's always the hope when you make something, um, that people will have a reaction um, and, you know, and they're not all positive. There's certainly, you know, I try not to read any reviews, but there's certainly people who uh, who don't uh, enjoy some of the things I've made. But whenever I'm watching a movie, I want to have a reaction, right? I want to love it or I want to hate it and be able to tear it apart and say, this is why I don't love it. Um, it's that, that middle ground where you just kind of look at it and say, oh, it was just a movie, you know? um and so for me i think that's always the hope is that you're going to elicit some type of emotion because even if it is like you know that somebody doesn't really doesn't like it you're tapping into something right you're striking a nerve and obviously with elephants i think the, the response has been overwhelmingly positive um but you know for us that was always the goal um and we you know my myself and my my producing partner um Luca Malacrino who also stars in elephants um when we set out to make it we wanted to try to replicate um some level of authenticity in in life and in relationships and that movie specifically is about an extremely toxic relationship um and i think i would wager most people have have been in one in some point in t- you know at some point in time in their lives and so we realized we were tapping into something kind of raw and intimate and and really relatable um and so that was our hope but ultimately you know the reality with film is that you make something and, uh, or excuse me, you write something, you shoot something, you edit something, and at any given time, it can become something else. And you really don't know what you're going to have until you finally put it out there. So, you know, we aim for that, and that's the best kind of we can do, and um, right. sometimes you make it.
0: Yeah, Alex, I want to talk to you more about that. I want to first say for those who are just tuning in though, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live, um, Alex Hanno is our guest for this segment. He's a writer and director. We're talking with him not only about the year that's been 2022, but also what it's been like for him to be a part of some great projects. Um, We were just referencing Elephants. Another one has served uh, a pilot. We're going to talk to him about that as well and let you guys know where to stay connected for all of the updates. The thing that keeps coming up in my mind though, Alex, as you're talking, is the word trust. And the dance of trust between like your producing partner and the cast and then the trust of the audience, right, to be able to to give it a a chance. What has that been like for you to see the trust that those who've worked with you have in you, but also that audiences are having with you?
1: Lots of impact there. Um, So, yeah, just to to start with my collaborators, um, I... I learned pretty early on, um, after, you know, one or two short films that um that were mostly positive, but you know, once you, you kinda work with folks here and there and it's like, okay, this is we might not be working together on another project. But I, I learned early on that the the best way to go into I think any creative relationship, maybe even uh any relationship, is uh is being very direct and upfront in the beginning. And what I mean by that is when I start, you know, if I approach an actor or I approach a, a writer or a director or a collaborator of any sort, Um, I ask what their expectations are. What do they want to get out of the project? And I tell them exactly what my expectations are. And I I don't sugarcoat anything. And then what happens is if those expectations align, there are no issues down the line because you know exactly what, what you have to do to deliver for that person, and they know exactly what they have to do to deliver for you and i think having that very open and upfront discussion in the beginning it does exactly what you just said it creates trust and then you can always fall back on that and you always know and film is a very very stressful uh um, you know industry to work in when you're shooting on set the, there's never enough time there are never enough resources everyone is exhausted i mean you get to the end of the day and it, some the smallest thing could be said and somebody might snap But when that happens and you've built that trust, you know, you can show up the next day and brush that off because we all understand kind of what we're trying to do together. So I think for me in any relationship I I work with um, or any collaborator I work with, uh, that's always there at the beginning. Um, In terms of, uh, in terms of the audience, I think it's a, it's a different, um, it's a different kind of relationship. It's, as I mentioned before, you're, you're putting something out there and you're hoping that it's going to land or connect with them in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I believe that audiences are are intelligent by and large and and that they are going to interact with your material. And I think we – I mean, you can look at movies and the reviews that they get online. You know, the movies that I think dull things down or, or talk down to an audience, they don't do well, right, because they're not forcing people to think, to interact, to – um, try to uh, deconstruct and I'm not saying that every movie or every television show needs to force somebody to do that um, but I think some of the best do and so when I try to make something I'm not trying to dull it down I'm not trying to give you the the simplest version of it I'm trying to give you something that um, that is artistic and uh, and hopefully you know makes you think a little bit and, and I think that's my relationship with audiences when it comes to trust is that I'm trusting that Um, that they're going to approach material and and give it a think and and not just sort of necessarily, um, I don't know, not have to sit there and just let it wash over them ultimately, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a great segue then to Served. I I loved uh, watching the promos for this, Alex, when I was prepping for this segment, talk to us about Served and kind Mm -hmm. of the idea behind it, what what it's been like for you to see, again, even the early response um, to, to the pilot.
1: Yeah, served, so Served for me was a, was a kind of a, um, a bit of a game changer um, for, for my career. We actually filmed this uh, a number of years ago, and, um, and we filmed it. Uh, so to backtracking a bit, I have worked in restaurants for, for a number of years. Um, my first job, I was a dishwasher at 13. I was working at this grubby diner in the, the North Coast in, in Massachusetts. Um, to this day, my least favorite job ever. Um, so all the dishwashers out there, I commend you. It's, it's not easy um and uh but from there, you know, I worked up, and I was a busser, I was a fry cook, I was a host, I was a food runner, I was a waiter um i I did pretty much almost every job you can have in a restaurant um and so I saw a lot and and that was spread across a number of different restaurants too and so, for me, that was a big part of um of my early career um I think it is for a lot of artists out there um who are you know working in the service industry and then also. Um, you know, carving up time for their art, whether that's, you know, them working at a, a bar until 4 a.m. and then trying to wake up early the next day to, to write or, um, or working at a cafe at 5 a.m. and doing theater that night. Um, overall, service industry jobs are super flexible, um, relatively flexible. So I had kind of grown up in this industry and, um, and then when I went to uh, move to L.A. Um, and I kind of built a relationship with, like I said, my producing partner Luca, and um, and then there's a director friend of mine named Derek Cruz, who I actually grew up with in Massachusetts. All of us had quite a bit of restaurant experience, and um, and we kind of said, "There's nothing out there like this. There's nothing about the restaurant world." Um, and you know, at the time, we had we had a movie waiting, uh, starring Justin Long and um, Ryan Reynolds, right? which was a really broad kind of grotesque comedy, um, that was not tapping into anything realistic when it came to the service industry. And beyond that, you know, you had a little thing here and there that might've sort of brushed on it, but we realized that there was a, there's a, a gap, a, a vacuum. Um, and, uh, and so we said, okay, let's, let's try to capture something real. Let's try to, let's try to capture the feeling of actually being part of a, um, a restaurant staff. And so we collaborated on it, and ultimately uh, Derek, uh, Derek was our wonderful director, and Luke was a producer and acting in it, um, and, I, and I wrote and produced it. And when we set out, kind of, like I said, our goal was to capture that authentic feeling, and we were partially inspired um, by Mike Berbiglia, who at the time had uh, written and directed a movie called Don't Think Twice. And he um, I saw Q&A with him, and he was talking about how it's a, a movie about an improv troupe, how he wanted the camera and um, by proxy, the audience to feel like a a member of this improv troupe. And so when, um, when we wrote the pilot uh, and as people will see, um, the first 10 minutes of it are, are this, it's one long take, no cuts. Um, And that's how we wrote it uh, because we wanted the audience to feel like they are a member of the staff on a really busy um, kind of Friday or Saturday night. And to try to capture the hectic kind of, fiery emotional stressful hilarious uh vibe that is being part of a restaurant family and it is really unique it's really special so you know that's that's sort of how it came to be um and then what happened is we had a we had a successful festival run and um, we were taking it to tv festivals at the time and uh and the reality is we uh, as a kind of a community and the team and we were very fortunate to cast i mean it's an, it's an enormous cast as you'll see uh it's got think Like 12 um, main characters, and then you know, probably 30 extras just in the pilot alone. Um, and we were fortunate to, to cast some awesome people like Casey Rogers and Nico Anon, who have gone on to do wonderful things. Um, but uh, at the time, we, we were taking it around, and you know, as a team, we were able to pitch to a number of different networks and sources, um, uh, networks and production companies. Um, but ultimately. Uh, the, there was always pushback. There was always pushback when it came to, well, do people really want to watch a show about the restaurant world? And our answer was always yes, because, and we've already seen this kind of based on some of the feedback, uh, people are relating to this. They're saying, Oh my God, that's my experience. That's exactly what it's like. And there's something, there's some sort of catharsis, I think, when you're able to watch something that captures your, your truth um, and it hadn't been done ever. So, um, we, you know, I think the television landscape has, has changed over the last couple of years. And for us, it felt like the right time to, to get this out there and to finally share it. Um, and, and yeah, we're hopeful that people will continue to respond to it and, and ultimately we'll, we'll ask for more to come. And that's, that's kind of our goal we've served.
0: Well, th- that's how exactly how Alex and I kind of connected together. I got the email about Served, and I uh, definitely was intrigued and so glad we had a chance to have this conversation, with Alex, and to be able to share a bit of your story, let our audience know what to look forward to. Again, everyone, Alex Hanno has been our guest, writer, and director, an individual has been able to, as we talked about in the beginning, been able to do what he loves and to really see how the payoff continue for him. Alex, how can our audience stay connected for the updates and, and everything going on with you and Served?
1: Um, well, first off, thank you so much, Cyrus, for having me. It's been a wonderful chat. Um, for those who want to follow and kind of, uh, like you said, stay updated, um, you can catch Served uh, Pilots dropping tomorrow, um, and that you can follow on our YouTube channel. It's Served the Series. If you search for it, you can find us on Instagram, also Served the Series. Um, and those are probably the two best places to to connect um, in terms of other projects that my production company has upcoming. Uh, it's called The Chameleon Effect. Um, myself and my, like I said, uh, partner, Luca Malacrino, um and you can check us online. Uh, our website is uh, chameleon-effect.com. Um, we have a movie upcoming called Social Contract, starring Sean Astin um, that I'd likely will be releasing next year, um, as well as uh, another couple of short films next year that will be coming out. That should be a lot of fun. Um, so if you shoot us an email there, um, or we'd love to connect and chat with you.
0: All right, Alex. Congratulations again to all of you, and looking forward to our next conversation together.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
0: You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.